Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the P3D Podcast. This is a podcast of the Passage Church, where we talk about Jesus, theology, music, all kind of stuff. I'm your host, Clayton Welch, and with me, as always, is Mr. Michael Lawing. What's up, dude? I like that I got the as always now. I feel like we're official. We are official. This is this is our thing. We're doing it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, good, to, good to be here. Good to be here. And today, we are excited. We got special guest, Lily Pippin, with us. What's up, Lily? Hi. So uh, just a brief intro of Lily, and then I'll let her kind of tell you about herself. But uh, Lily, she's she's a Passage OG, right? She You've been here from the beginning. So Lily, uh, her parents go to our church, and they helped plant the church uh, when she was a lot younger. Lily is now a, you're going, you're a sophomore, right? Sophomore Technically year. a sophomore, but I'll be a senior. What? It's a confusing process. Okay, well, <laughs> a senior, but sophomore-ish uh, at Liberty University. And her parents were on our podcast before, actually. They were here. They were talking about missional communities. Yeah. So Les and Donna, uh, they were here before. So Lily, good to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. How's your summer going? Good. It's been really busy, but it's been fun. What is busy about your summer? Um, I am nannying for a family this summer. So just all the time doing stuff. I'm also, I took two classes over the summer just so I can graduate on time. So it's just been very busy and vacations Wait a minute. and all graduate that. on time i'm still a slightly graduate confused. on time early <laughs> yeah so long story short I went, as far as i know you've only been at college for a year yeah so this was my freshman year but with with all my college credit i was a junior um i went to an early college and i got basically my associates um while you were in high from school. wake tech while i was in oh, high cool. school so you got like two years of college down yeah essentially for free. It was really nice. Neato. Um, so I graduate this spring from Liberty. That's great. Right, what are you going to graduate in? Um, just general psychology. Okay. General oh, psychosis. That's not good for us. She's going to sit here and try to figure us out. <laughs> today. Like, what's wrong with these guys? <laughs> I will give you a hint. A lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have a lot of weird childhood trauma and Clayton's a firefighter, so... We've all yeah. True, yeah. just seen some stuff. Yeah, got some trauma. <laughs> just gri- grizzled, <laughs> cynical. <laughs> so, Nanny, what else you been up to this summer? Um, Did you get time to relax at least? Sounds like you're doing a lot of work. Like, yeah. Like, well, I was nannying and I took classes. <laughs> summer. Did you yeah. go to the beach at least? Did yeah, you? I went to the beach a couple of times um, and got to go on vacation and relax too. But Okay, cool. Yeah. It's good. Yep. It's good. Yep. Yeah. Summer stuff. We also, we, we went somewhere. We'll, we'll talk about this a little later, but we, we went on a trip yep, with we did. Like 13 other people. Yep. I, I keep, so I took my, I took my six year old with me. I don't know if I count him as a people though, because he was more like just luggage you had to look at. <laughs> just kidding. He was helpful sometimes yeah. and not always hurtful, but we went to Baltimore, Yeah. which was cool. And yeah, we took a bunch cool. of teens with us and, yeah which uh, is one of the reasons of what's kind of the reason what we're going to talk about today on our podcast is yeah. you uh y'all going to, to baltimore what that was like um yep. the church you're serving yeah all that good stuff that's right yeah I, so like briefly maybe we talked about this a little bit i think maybe we did it on overtime we talked about going to baltimore and we were just partnering with a church up there that that basically operates in the the inner city um and they just have uh they have tons of people, tons of need, lots of lots of darkness, lots of drug addiction, all these kinds of things, and they're just there to to serve and love on people. and And this church is awesome; that they're great. I think we had a really good experience with them. Yeah. So we went up to help with a a kids sports camp. They do it every summer, uh, in through the month of July, and churches like sponsor a week. And so we went up and basically supplied the labor, the manual labor for the week. 
Um, and it was a really good trip, I think. Yeah. Um, so Lily, when, when we were there, who did you end up like just specifically at the camp? What were the age groups that you were working with? It was ages six to 14. I helped with the football portion of camp. And so basically once they're out of the four and five year old group, they just go to a sport. So mm-hmm. you have a mix of kids and ages, um, which creates an interesting dynamic. Right. Cause you have like anywhere from yeah. like six year old yeah. to like teenager right we have little six-year-olds playing with 14 year olds and playing right. football so um like so i'm interested this is what i'm interested in hearing so in your experience studying psychology um like how would you like how would you describe like where these some of these kids are at so like the statistics on where these kids live in baltimore is baltimore is one of the um most crime-ridden drug-addicted violent cities yeah in the U.S., um, and particularly the, the neighborhood we were in, which is uh, actually a little fun little pop culture reference here. Uh, the neighbor- Pop culture, bring it on. Pop it culture. On. This is the neighborhood that Tupac grew up in when he lived in Baltimore with his mom Yo, in, the, yeah. in like the early 80s before he moved to, uh, before he moved to L.A., right? Yeah. Um, fun fact. So that's where we were at. Like your interactions with these kids, like what... Just tell me like some of the experiences you had hanging out with uh, all the different age groups and just anything like impactful that you noticed about like the need that's there or like where these kids are coming from. Like, like what'd you notice? Yeah. Well, the first thing that stood out to me is just the kids are underprivileged, underdeveloped, obviously. So that creates a lot of um, tension just between the kids. It's like a fight world. They're just all the time tense and just feel like everybody's against them. Mm-hmm. And so I think... Um, With that, especially in football, which was such an aggressive sport. Right, there's already violence. Yeah. We just had a lot of problems with, like, people not winning and immediately just, like, putting up barriers, cursing other kids out, um, trying to fight them. We had a couple of, like, almost fights we had to break up. Um, So it's just obvious that the kids don't feel loved, and I think that's why it's so cool that we went because not only did we get to show them that they have people that love them, us, but also that, like, God loves them and that somebody loves them. Yeah. Just because they don't get that at home, they don't... I feel like I noticed that with the four and five-year-olds, yeah. too. Like, some very, like... I, I'm not a clinical psychologist. I mean, I don't even play one on TV. But I noticed, like, some very, like, clear markers of just, like... Like, I feel like a behavioral psychology class would just have had a field day watching how these kids who have had, like, really rough childhood childhoods so far are developing yeah. with, yeah, the tendency towards violence and like attention seeking and all this stuff and the difference that make that just loving them makes uh i noticed one time miss diane was correcting us and like help and i don't think i I feel like we we did some of this training with charlie when we were there Mm -hmm. talking about how to interact with the kids but i feel like we didn't hit on this until like day one or two maybe it was the end of day one um or day two i can't remember the beginning of day two Diane was like, hey, I need you guys to watch your tone of voice and the way you're interacting with these kids because I've seen some of the volunteers, like it was passage church people, but also, you know, graffiti church people, mm-hmm. um, just getting impatient and frustrated yeah. with the kids. And she like really helpfully framed that as like, hey, these kids have, they get violence and anger and frustration all day long and so you're going to be tempted to think because they're misbehaving they need someone to like crack down on them yeah and she was like no that is not that is not what's helpful 
because they have that, right? They have parents and grandparents and caretakers who are responding in anger all the time. So what you're here to do is do the really difficult thing and not discipline them and not yell at them and not be frustrated with them, but to love them even when they're angry. And uh, I found that to be a total mental shift for me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, it was interesting. It's hard, like, again, in football, it's already an aggressive sport and it's easy and to get frustrated and respond by like raising your voice and being like, Hey, don't do that. Um, but it was interesting to see how like, even when correcting behavior or just letting somebody know that like what they did was wrong when you came at it with love versus like aggression, they responded so much better when you were right. loving and caring and yeah. had a calm toned voice or tone of voice versus like yelling and responding yeah. with anger. Yeah. They just responded a lot better. Yep. Um, I felt like that was, it's so crazy. They might like how important that is for the, for the gospel though. Yeah. Um, because all this is new to them, you know, like none of, they don't really live in that world where people are caring for them 24 seven, right? They don't have, they don't, they don't live in a world where people are speaking gently to them and shepherding them. And so like, that's a, that's a way to, to get that barrier down. So then when you do, so like when, you have the opportunity to speak truth and love like they're more likely to hear it. Yeah. I thought it was really cool, really cool interactions that we had there. All right. So I got a couple questions just to kind of set it up for people that weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were partnering with a church called Graffiti Church in East Baltimore. And this is a sports camp that they were running and we went to help them with it. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, the kids that were in the sports camp, they're just kids from the neighborhood? Yeah. So how close is the church to where you guys were playing? Um, across the street. We literally, if somebody had to use the bathroom in the church, we used a crosswalk. And so like the park and then across the street, the church. Um, That's pretty awesome. So yeah, it's, it's right really cool. there. Yeah. In the They're involved in the community um, yeah. right there. I feel like uh, Charlie and Diane, they really took it to heart when they were like, hey, if we want to reach uh, the worst part of Baltimore, we're going to have to be in the worst part of Baltimore yeah. because there's a lot of people that want to plant churches in Baltimore, but they want to do it in the suburbs and then like commute Go into the city. Yeah. Commute yeah. in yeah. to yeah. the neighborhood. But like, uh, I mean, Charlie just saw it for what it is. He's like, that's not going to work. That'll never help. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, when we were at center kid, one of the uh, things that we were donating for, for missions, it was a church church in St. Louis. It was same, very similar situation. Like they showed the videos and stuff and it looked basically like where you guys were and the uh the couple the wife had she was from that neighborhood and they had moved out they had left and then they were like well let's let's move back we're gonna start this church we're gonna live in the neighborhood so we can like be with the people know what their needs are and stuff so that's pretty cool so it's right there in it yeah Uh, another question were there any parents there that were helping you guys parents of the kids or like were they could you i mean were they on were they there at all um, a couple of kids' parents dropped them off in the mornings, but besides that, no, yeah, they didn't help them, with the camp. Um, a lot of them walked because yeah. they're just walking distance from the church. Yeah. I did get to interact with some moms, a couple of dads, some grandmas, um, just caretakers in general, um, which was good. You know, we, we talked about the gospel and kind of like like where they're at in life and what their needs are and how they're relating to the church and stuff to know how to, to push people towards gospel truth rather than just like well I want my kids to be involved in this but uh, I don't I don't really want to I don't want to associate with Jesus just because like that's really inconvenient for my lifestyle which is what a lot of that stuff is like some of the the folks there are 
you know, trapped in cycles of addiction and things like that. But a lot of the, a lot of the caretakers I spoke to, um, were, they seem, they seem like they really cared for their kids, but they're just, you know, they're just in a, in a tough place in a tough neighborhood. So, but yeah, I, I, I interacted with a few, maybe like five or yeah. six parents, but not a lot. Yeah. So that, uh, I noticed on there, I went to their like Facebook page or their Instagram actually. And I was just looking. And so this was, y'all were there for just one part of the camp, right? Like they have other weeks of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of a thing they're, they're always doing. Um, well, I think it's just through July. They do four weeks. Yeah, out, right? four weeks. Nice. Yeah. Four weeks. Yeah. Huh. And they a lot of about... the kids go every week. So like by the time we were there, they knew them well, or they've been coming for, you know, we, five we were or there, six what, years. Three? Yeah. Yeah. So most of the kids go every, all four weeks, yep. um, which is really cool because yep. they build connections with well, and they graffiti. Go, yeah. And they go week over week and then year over year. Yeah. Oh, do you remember Julius's story? Yeah. Yeah. Do, would you mind recounting that a little bit? Um. So Julius started going to the camp. I don't know how old he was. Pretty young. Yeah. I think he was young. Yeah. Um. And went for years. Um. And like, one of the churches that always went, he started making connections with them. So every summer they would come and he started to get to know the church really well, started going to like camps with them. He went to snowbird with them a couple of summers, um, and just started building connections that way. So that's really cool to think about that. It seems like he really, it transformed his life. Yeah. So like very literally, like he got saved out of, I mean, I think he said, didn't he say something about Charlie was the first person to like, Think, make him think about taking basketball seriously because now he plays Charlie, basketball. Charlie's a pastor, right? Charlie's a pastor yes. there. Yeah, Pastor Charlie. I don't know. Do you remember where Julius plays ball? It's like at a I don't college. remember. He plays in college. Yeah, somewhere. he's a college basketball player. No. Yeah. yeah. So like he got like he's out. Like he got out of the he got out of the neighborhood. Yeah. Out of the which cycle. is like a thing. That's a big thing. Like he he was able to escape it because it's just you know cycles of poverty and addiction and stuff that you get stuck in. Yeah. And so like literally, sports camp saved Julius's life. <laughs> so. So. I think it's cool too because it shows the other kids that like they can make it out as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So and it shows them too like that the gospel is a key part of that. And and like Julius being there, like he's this kid who got saved through this ministry. So I saw I met first met Charlie years ago um, at a church another church I was serving at. We went up there. We were trying to find a, a church to partner with in Baltimore. They'd been up there a while, but it's kind of just getting started you know, like building the church. And we ended up, the church I was with, I really liked Charlie. The church I was with, like there were other elders and there was, it was a big decision, but like we ended up not partnering with them. But I remember meeting him and thinking like, this dude is in the heart of it. Yeah. And we were walking around the neighborhood and it was like in the middle of the day, it was rough. I mean, there were like people, and this is pre-COVID, so I don't know how that changed everything, but like there were, I mean, just drugged out, sleeping in the gutter, like mm-hmm. right in that same neighborhood. There were like, you know, I mean, like some gangbanger looking dudes over here and there was like prostitution, like just going on like in the, in the afternoon. And when we got up there to the church building and he had, they had just bought the the space that we were in, but it was like not renovated at all. It looks like totally different now. And I just felt like the neighborhood looked different. I felt like there were just less, there was just less weird stuff going on. And I asked Charlie, but I was like, what's going on? He was like, he was like, man, I think it's, he just kind of gave glory to God. He's like, just, we've just been here. Yeah. He's like, we're just here in this neighborhood. And he started kind of describing to me that like, just the effect of the church being in the neighborhood has had an effect on the area that like the, the drug deals aren't happening behind the building anymore. And like the prostitutes like aren't on the corners anymore because like 
it's like they know that the church is here and church people are here and like it's it's like the the darkness tries to hide from the light kind of an effect yeah and so where they are in the in the next few blocks around like it's a little bit safer it's a little bit better and it's a little bit brighter because the church is there and i was like man that is that is super cool and it was yeah. cool to be a part of something like and i felt like of all the stuff going on in the city like the sports camp the week we were there it felt like a bright spot in all of like the homelessness and all the weird yeah. shady stuff going on so I don't know. It was it was a cool experience to to be there and do that. Yeah. What were some takeaways you think we could apply here at the passage? I don't know. What do you think? What's mm-hmm. a takeaway? I mean, obviously, you guys were talking about just the the impact that you had in the kids' lives of just serving them, and like that uh, that was a good thought. What you said about they get violence and the anger and frustration at home, so just showing them love, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we may not think that's the case in Raleigh because we're like, oh, we're a great you know, yeah. city or whatever, but we have, we have areas like that as well. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And even in the smaller towns, I'm sh- there's stuff going on too. Well, so. and we, we went out with some guys to just like have dinner from the church, guys from the church to have dinner in Raleigh. And, you know, we were over there at like the Morgan street and you know, all that. And I was like, man, this place is dicey. It's like Baltimore. Oh yeah. 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 Like, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but you know, no. like there was, it was kind of sketchy down there. Yeah. I feel like it pr- brings it home a little bit. They're like, man, this is everywhere and we're just not looking for it. Yeah. We're, yeah. Just, we're not in the heart of it. I agree. So. And it's easier to not see it where you live because you know, like to not go in those areas right. or, you know, um, whereas yeah. on a mission trip you're that's the whole purpose. So I think it just opens your eyes that like it is, where you live as well and just that you can be doing something in your hometown too. Yeah. You don't have to go far away to serve people. Yep. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, Michael and I have talked about this before about the way our church, uh, views things like, Hey, we want to reach people and we, you know, sometimes churches are like, Hey, come you, you come here to church and we'll have this event at the church and go, you know, you should come here, bring your friends and you know, that kind of stuff. But we talked about, being involved in the community, like going out to the games, like everybody here plays baseball, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people play baseball. A lot of people are in sports and you can go to the community center on Wendell. They have a, I mean, it's an amazing place, but they've got sports going on there all the time. You know, being out there in the community, you'll get to know people and kind of see what the problems are. Yeah. And they may not look the same as they do in Baltimore or the city, but like us getting out into the community and doing things and being part of the community is, is big to see what the problems are. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the South, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, do y'all, are, are you familiar with like this idea of like the church used to be like a, a come and see kind of a deal, like yes. where you could just like invite people to church and they would come. But now like, that's not really the case anymore. I, I mean, so Lily, you're, you're like not, quite a generation behind us i mean you're we're not that far apart in age but i don't know do you feel like there's been a shift there and for people like I, I feel like for me even growing up it was like you just got invited to church all the time and you're like yeah. kind of like yeah, i gotta go i'm gonna go to church i guess i ought to go to church i, I feel like that's kind of gone culturally yeah i don't think that's like especially with my generation that's not a thing people aren't as comfortable being like hey come to church yeah it's not and yeah. And like, even if you do invite someone, I don't, it doesn't, they feel any obligation to, yeah, like, to come. Yeah. Like zero obligation. And why would they, right? right. If you don't believe, it, if you're not yeah, interested, yeah. Yeah. First of all, our culture is very hostile, hostile to church yeah. and the gospel in general. Right. So not that culture always hasn't been that way, but. Well, I think it's because of like the rise in 
like suspicion of power culture, like power structures. Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like the church is a power structure and like with, you know, the cultural moment is like, you know, finding with the oppressor and because the, the church, you know, whether it's a small church or big church, the church in general is a power structure. I think people are like, Oh, it's, it's like an oppressor. It's a source of authority that's trying to keep me down. And so like, that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of where people come at it from. So like, no, nah, I don't like, that I'm not that's where you get like the oh I'm spiritual but like I don't go to church kind of a deal yeah. so people are just suspicious of it I still get a lot of like oh I'm I'm too bad to go to church oh yeah you know like I've done I've, you know and it's yeah. bizarre because you being on this side of it and knowing like <laughs> that doesn't matter like you can't be too bad to be apart yeah. from G, you know that's he, right. he accepts everybody yep. I, when I hear people say that like I'm, I'll invite people to church and be like well if I walk in that church lightning will strike me you know, and Matt always tells people, he always says, oh, let's just try it and see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just try Let's see just what happens. Shot. I mean, lightning struck, I feel like lightning struck the church last night when we were here having youth. So who knows? Like Ooh. one of us. Is that why there's no air conditioning here right now? I don't know. This wasn't, it wasn't working before then. Oh, okay. Unrelated. Yeah. Unrelated. I think too, like a big thing in my generation is people just feel like they're going to be judged or they have gone and have been judged before mm. um, because of bad things they've done. So I think that's another Yep. Part of that mindset is they yep. just are don't want to feel judged and guilty. And the, and the church has to work really hard to overcome that. And I feel like yeah. sometimes we're resistant to like, well, we shouldn't have to overcome that. Like, <laughs> sorry. It you, is the way it is. You do. It's how it is. But yeah. like, I think like being in Baltimore, right? So we're with Graffiti Church. They're they're doing that, right? They're like, listen, yeah. you, you won't believe us when we come and tell you that like we love you and we want you to know Jesus. So we'll just come and live here among you. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the beauty of that. So I feel like there, there's got to be an application there for like, I mean, our, our church is where it is right now, like in terms of like the physical building, which we're sitting in. Um, but like, I think that's kind of the beauty of, or at least my vision for like missional community. Yeah. Cause like, you know, like your family lives where you're, where, where you, where the Pippins live, right? The Welches live where the Welches live. We, we actually live in the same spot, but. Right, you guys actually do like, like, throw a rock. <laughs> like so you guys live where you live, and like we live where we live. But we can we can be intentional in those spaces. Yes, to take the gospel to people that aren't going to come to a church. Yeah, right. So that I think it just that's just it just reinforced that for me big time. And just like implies <laughs> that we can love people where they are. Yeah, because um, that's what graffiti is doing as well. They love people where they are, mm-hmm. even if it's not you know, the right thing to do. I mean, he talks about going in up to prostitutes and telling them that they're loved mm-hmm. um, and that they don't have to be doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and he wants to help them, right? Yeah, and the he wants church. to help. So, so the, the thing is, like we, you said that people don't want to be judged, right? Or they don't want to, uh, it's like looked down upon. So the church has to like overcome that, which is, which we are where we are. But one of the ways that, one of the things we don't need to do and I think some churches fall victim to this, and we sometimes might slip into it too. I'm not going to say we don't, but like just trying to be like the culture instead yeah. of graffiti church. That culture is not the, the culture of that neighborhood is not to go up to prostitutes and say, "Hey, you're loved." Yeah, right. No, that's not or, yeah. or drug druggies or kids and things like that. Not to respond to kids in love. Yeah, that way. So it's not like they're just being part of the culture. Mm-hmm. They're still living in the culture. And they're not trying to like yeah. get people there. It's just, almost like there's a Bible verse, something about being in the world, but not of the, I don't know. I can't, not, yeah. exactly. I can't recall. Maybe Jesus said that. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, that's, that's it, man. 
And, yeah. and I feel like sometimes the church too, like we have a habit of requiring some some sort of like show of good faith on mm-hmm. people's part before we will engage with them. I mean, I think of like the skepticism I sh- I think of of people with um, like panhandlers on the side of the road, where I think like. Eh, I- like, I'm not saying that I'm trying to make a case that you should always give money to those people, but like that kind of reaction, we have that to people in our own neighborhood, yeah. right? Not, not like a panhandler who might be trying to rip you off just so they can go buy, you know, smokes or whatever, but like you have this reaction to people that are different from you, that are hurting, that need love. You're like, mm, yeah, but I'm going to need you to like, kind of like dial it back yeah. before we can really have a relationship. I feel like what my experience with what graffiti is doing is the opposite of that. Like we're going to require nothing of you and we're going to love you anyways. Right. We're not going to rec- like, it's not like, Hey, well you, you can, you, I'll give you this handout, but you got to come to church. Yeah. It's not a quid pro quo kind of deal. And I like, I'm a little bit convicted of, of that. That Like I yeah. w- always want to, I want to get something on my end out of it. But I don't think Jesus did that. Right. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's what the disciples were taught to do. I don't see that in the scriptures. I don't see that from the character of God who gives out expecting to give back. He gives out knowing he's not going to get anything back. Yeah, God's not like, well, let me see if I can trust this person. Right. What what are they going to give me? That's not the gospel. Right. And I think that's why graffiti um, sees so much or sees so much life change in that area is because that's the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so these people are being loved by them for nothing in return, and they want more of that. And Charlie does a great job, and graffiti does a great job of being like, this, like, the gospel and what God gives us, um, the love he gives us is so much better than what we're doing. Yeah. And so I think that's just why yeah. there is so much change that's in that right. community. And it's kind of a long play too. You know, that's not like, a, that's not a recipe for church growth yeah. at all. Right. Like that's, that's yeah. a recipe for an exhausting lifelong ministry of, of pouring <laughs> yourself out on people and maybe not getting anything in return. Yeah. So, and there's, just, I feel like there's just so much to learn, to, to learn from that. Um, Lily, would you go back to Baltimore? Yeah, I would okay. love to go back. To Are you Baltimore. actually? But you were actually thinking about it, right? Yeah, I'm actually thinking of doing my. I have to do a um, psychology internship, so I'm oh, actually man. thinking of going That'd all summer so cool. or all so of cool. July and doing it. So. Yeah, that would be really good. Yeah. Great opportunity. There's cool. going to be there'll be more opportunities to serve in Baltimore and more opportunities for, just for folks to go and catch that vision and bring it back home and. And uh, Lily, thanks so much for for coming and sharing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys for listening to the P3D podcast. We're about out of time today. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all we've got. Lily, any final thoughts? This is your final, like when you go back to school? A couple weeks. A couple weeks. Got a couple weeks. Any big plans before you go back? Not really, just moving in. Well, yeah, my family's going to Chicago. I mean, it's kind of a big, it's kind of yeah, a big plan. Yeah, I guess that is kind of yeah. a big plan. Like, so we're going to Target today. That's my family's big plan. Nice. I got to so. go pick up a dresser. Oh, well, Big okay. plan. Yeah. Out, out of town? Like, not in Archer Lodge? No, Clayton. <gasps> Man. <laughs> big plan. Traveler. World traveler. <laughs> Getting out of the zip code. Actually, the same zip code, so it's the same. <sighs> I'm not really doing anything. Well, cool. Well, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, if you like this podcast, do us a favor. Leave us a review down there. And if you have any questions or you have a topic you would like us to discuss you can shoot us an email at clayton at the or michael at the mm-hmm. and uh yeah we love you guys and we'll see you next episode all right peace out see you